Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Sedema and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Sedema Foundation and the Foundation's mission is Enabling Education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled Empowering Those You Lead. Empowering Those You Lead. It's interesting to know that in an orchestra, the conductor does not play an instrument. It was Rose Zender, the ex-wife of world-famous conductor Ben Zander, who said, The conductor doesn't make a sound. The conductor's power depends on his ability to make others powerful. This is such an apt statement, and it reveals a fundamental leadership truth. As a leader, your strength lies in your ability to make others stronger. Power is only powerful when it is able to empower. The mark of a great leader is a willingness to empower those that he or she leads so that they can shine. It's like hitting the switch so that all the power can be transferred, allowing the light bulb to radiate and perform the function for which it was created. There are light bulbs on your team who need you to hit the switch and transfer the power so that they can become the best of who they are. That is what the conductor is doing when they stand in front of those musicians. With every wave of the beta, every movement of head and hands, and with every gesture they make with their bodies, they are empowering those they lead. They are hitting the switch that turns the light bulb on and allows illumination to take place. They are transferring power and they are achieving their leadership mandate. Great leaders are able to turn their backs. In your leadership, are you actively empowering those you lead? Are you giving them the space and room to shine? Or are you hogging power and trying to be the center of focus and attention? It is worth noting that the conductor always has his or her back to the audience, whereas the musicians are always facing the audience. There are some leaders who want to face the audience and be the star of the show. If a conductor were to do that, he or she would lose the ability to guide and direct in an effective manner. You have to be facing those you lead if you want to produce the desired results. Your attention and focus must be on the team. If you can make the team shine and help them perform and produce quality, then everything else will be taken care of. If you focus on developing your team and making them great, you won't have to worry about the audience, who are your clients or customers. If your team is producing, your clients and customers will be happy and your organization will thrive. But if your focus isn't on developing your team and you are more concerned about shining and being the star, then you'll not be able to get the best out of your team. One of the paradoxes of leadership is that if you focus on trying to be the star, you will not shine. But if you focus on making others stars, they will shine and that will in turn make you shine as well. When an orchestra plays well and they shine, there is due credit that is always attributed to the conductor. When a team within an organization succeeds, there is applause not just for the team, but for the leader of the team as well. If you see greater success, begin with investing greater focus on your team. Turning your back to empower those you lead means turning your back on selfishness, ego, and haughtiness. It means letting go of those attributes which can become stumbling blocks to your effectiveness as a leader. Are you willing to turn your back? Are you willing to resource and strengthen your people so that they can take center stage and shine? The transfer of power signals trust. When you give power to a person, it is a sign that you trust that person to do the right thing with that power. 
When such trust is transferred, the person whom it is transferred to has the responsibility to deliver accordingly. The conductor trusts that the orchestra that he or she leads will deliver excellence on that stage. The individual members of the team have responsibility to themselves, the team, the leader, and the audience to deliver the very best that they are capable of. This trust is not blind trust. In an orchestral team, there are many factors that go into a successful performance, the most important being the preparation and rehearsals. When the necessary hours, learning of scores, and so forth has been invested by the team, trust comes easily. In your own organization, you should certify that the daily, seemingly monotonous activities are done with excellence in your organization. When your team gets in the habit of doing small things well, it is similar to the rehearsals that the orchestra team goes through in order to polish their skills and be ready to deliver when the big moment arrives. When your team is used to doing small things well, they will be better equipped and prepared to do the big things well. What may be deemed to be a small presentation should be approached with a vigor that helps to build confidence and trust. It is in these small things done well that trust grows. The leader's trust for his or her team grows, and the individual's trust in themselves grows as well. When trust has been built, power flows easily and naturally. For the musicians to play well, the conductor must communicate well. The quality of the music produced by the musicians is directly linked to the quality of the conductor's communication. The best conductors are those who are able to read the music, interpret it, and effectively communicate their vision to the orchestra. If the conductor doesn't interpret the piece and communicate clearly what the vision is, then the orchestra will not produce the desired quality. It would be unfair of the conductor to expect high-quality production if he or she hasn't clearly communicated what the desired result is. You can't expect success if you haven't defined what success looks or sounds like. One of the leader's primary roles is to communicate the vision so that there is clear direction for the team and the organization. This means you have to have a depth of understanding and passion for the vision because that will allow you to communicate it well. In your leadership, what is the vision you have for your team or organization? Is it clear in your mind and do you have a depth of understanding and passion for it? Sometimes leaders take communicating the vision for granted. Often, they know what the vision is and they have devised a path to achieving it, but they have neglected to share it well with those they lead. They operate on the assumption that the people know where we are going and how we are going to get there. Even if the conductor has a clear understanding of the music and he or she has a clear vision of what the produced sound should be, it means very little if that vision isn't defined and communicated to the musicians. Many leaders get frustrated when their people don't produce what they want them to produce, but the very same leaders forget that they have neglected to communicate effectively. Many times, leaders and organizations have strategies of how they are going to communicate with their clients and customers. They spend money on direct marketing, digital ads, radio, print, and TV adverts, but they have no internal communication strategy to speak to those they lead. They prioritize communicating to the external customers, but they neglect the internal customers, comprising of their team and staff. What are the communication tools and methods that you are currently employing in your leadership? In marketing and advertising, there are different touch points and mediums that can be used to communicate to external customers. Some of these include TV adverts, radio, print mediums, out of home, and so forth. What are the internal touch points that are at your disposal and are you using them effectively? 
Many times, opportunity abounds, yet if opportunity isn't viewed correctly, it may be missed. The walls, kitchen, desk, and other tangible elements within your environment are all communication opportunities. The meetings, emails, and other tech-enabled platforms, such as uh, audiovisual means, are all available opportunities that are often underutilized by most leaders and organizations. For example, the walls are an opportunity to communicate your company ethos and vision to your people and those who visit your premises. If there's nothing on your walls that speaks to who you are and what you're about as an organization, then you've missed an opportunity. Essentially, you've wasted a canvas and you've left the billboard blank. The common spaces such as the kitchen, the desk, the bathrooms and so forth also present opportunities for communicating and emphasizing the organizational vision, mission, ethos and philosophy. Because these are constant, they can serve as reminders that keep the vision fresh in the minds and hearts of your people. The tech-enabled mediums such as laptops, phones and so forth present opportunities for more dynamic communication such as regular inspirational voice and video notes from the leader. This can be sent via email or the organization's WhatsApp group. This should not be too long and they should include creative elements such as music, colors and so forth so that they have some entertainment value too. Within today's technology and video apps, creating such content is possible. This will require creativity on the leader's part, but it will have many positive spin-offs and your people will appreciate the effort you'll be making. Communication to your people doesn't have to be restricted and constricted to the same old, same old weekly meetings. It can be fresh and dynamic. It can be exciting and captivating. It can be fun, not just for you, but for those who lead as well. Remember, leadership is about relationship, and in a relationship, you must find creative ways to communicate so that it doesn't grow stale over time. Just like in a relationship, it's important to keep the fire alive, and communicating effectively is one of the sure ways to ensure that the fervor and passion keep burning bright. Knowing the music versus feeling the music. It's not enough for the conductor to know the music. He or she must also feel the music. Knowing the music is an intellectual, academic and technical feat, whereas feeling the music is more emotive and more philosophical. The ability to feel the music allows the conductor to effectively convey how he or she would like it to be played. As a leader, you shouldn't merely invest in your head, your intellectual knowledge. You must also invest in your heart, your intuition, your emotions. How emotionally invested are you in the vision and in the team? Is your heart in it? In finance and other spheres of life, the return comes when an investment has been made. If you do not invest emotionally, your return will be compromised. Your people are likely to be despondent and be attached from you and from the vision, and this will impact your organization on many different levels. A lack of emotional investment from the leader will also hamper morale within the organization. If you exhibit little or no passion for your people and the vision at hand, those people are likely to exhibit little or no passion for you and for the vision. It will also compromise your financial return because when people are despondent and detached, the level of input they bring to the table will be a mere fraction of what they are truly capable of. And when there is minimum input, the output will reflect it and it will impact the financial health of the organization. Are you expecting a return in a sphere where you have not invested? If you haven't invested emotionally in your people, how can you expect them to be emotionally invested in you or the vision? If there is no passion that you are exhibiting, how can you expect passion in return? 
A leader who leads with their head and excludes their heart denies themselves the opportunity to maximize their return. Well, we've come to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leading with Confidence. Cheers.